Hey guys, it's me, Jenna Hartley. Welcome to Heart to Heart. This is the place to be if you want to be inspired, be empowered, and find ways to embrace the strong woman I know you already are. So buckle up and let's get ready to discover our inner badasses. Hey guys, Jenna Hartley here. Welcome to Write Air Wednesdays. It's a weekly chat with my author friends, a chance to get to know some of the writers behind your favorite stories, as well as hopefully discover some new to you authors. This week's guest is Debbie Cromack. Hey! Um, Debbie is a contemporary romance author who writes love stories to touch your heart, move you emotionally, and ignite your sensual side. Though she's always loved writing, it took her many years to get to this path. She has a master's in marketing and is certified to teach yoga, among many other interesting things. Um, Debbie is an Amazon International bestselling author and has been featured in Forbes. Thank you so much for joining me. Yay! Thank you for having me. I am truly honored to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you. Same. Yeah. I mean, you're always like boosting me up on Instagram and I'm like, oh, I feel this little, you know, pep. <laughs> pep. so it's really fun to, to connect um, virtually, right? Um, um, so first of all, let me say you have some really great resources on your website. Um, you know, when I was stalking you to find uh, what I wanted to hone our conversation on, um, I was scrolling through your suggested reads for writers and you definitely have some of my all-time favorites on there, um, as well as ones I've been wanting to check out. Um, so what are some of your like maybe top two books on writing that you've listed on there? I swear I didn't plan this. They sit on my desktop, no lie. This one, and this one is very popular by a lot of people. Yes. Thesaurus. I actually think, you know what I might even do? I might even do a giveaway of this book because so many people were like, oh, that looks really good. So that is it's probably my number one, probably you- my number one. I have to ask, do you like having that in paperback? Because I actually have it as the Kindle version, and typically I do like having paperback, but I find it's very nice to have the searchable electronic version. I was just going to say, that's probably quicker because it's searchable. Because you can type in easily what you're looking for. I am, I'm just a paperback junkie, and I just, like, I want to flip through the book. Yes. That's definitely my number one. This is, I'm telling you, otherwise I'd be running to a bookshop seriously on my desk. So I like this one, The Body Thesaurus, mm-hmm. right? It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty in-depth, pretty cool. And then this one is such an easy read, but so good. Mm-hmm. Understanding so don't tell, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the things as writers we hear like blaring in our head constantly, right? Show don't tell, show don't tell. Um, so yeah, these are probably my top three. And honestly, they're right on my desk. <laughs> here with me every day. <laughs> yeah, I would have to second the Emotion Thesaurus one. Um, I also have loved, um, I saw this one on your website too, Naughty Words for Nice Writers, um, which is also just kind of amusing sometimes, um, <laughs> you know, just the, the words, but it also it gives you some ideas to think about if you're trying to write, you know, about kissing or whatever, so you're not always writing it the same, the same verbiage. Um, and I've, I've read a lot of other ones that what was that? So I have a funny story around that. So I don't tend to use some of the more descriptive word. I mean, look, I'm older, <laughs> right? I'm kind of an old gal. So I did, that's just not my language. Yeah. Um, like the angsty authors write and they're, they're sort of dirty things, but I still want to convey a little bit of steam. So I, in, in originally in Untouchable Zane, I had a section where I said, uh, I was in Zane's point of view, and I said that there was a wiggle in my pants. 
my editor, she said, I, I can't let you do it. I cannot let you. She was like, you cannot put that in there. And I was like, but what? Everyone's going to know what's happening. There's a wiggle. It's a wiggle. She's like, Debbie, I, I love you. I can't let you do it to yourself. I cannot. So I struck it and took it out. I'm like, okay, there's no wiggle in the pants. And I had to rewrite something. But right, because I think there, you know, there are different genres for different reasons. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not sweet like Hallmark, but I'm not 50 shades of gray. I'm in between. There's a big spot in between. And you still want to be able to convey feelings and emotions and all that. Um, and I just don't prefer the dirty words. So how do, like, how do I, how do I do it? And still convey, you know, the, woo. Yeah. And so it's very funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's uh, definitely true. And I noticed that you had a book on there um, by an author that I heard speak at a conference a few years ago. Um, um, it was like, how to write scintillating romance, the sweet, sorry, I can't, I'm like totally forgetting the, the title. Um, but she, she really spoke to that. And it was really great how she talked about you know, writing these emotional scenes because, you know, for her, it was all about the tension and the buildup, which I think is really how it is for a lot of readers. Yes. I mean, sometimes you really just want to see the, the sex scene on the page, but I feel like a big part of it is how much the buildup is. And she really talked about that and kind of her elements for doing it. And so that was really, really cool. So that sounds kind of why obviously it spoke to you. <laughs> um, well, I read on your, your bio that you didn't step into your passion of writing until late in life and that despite having um, this passion for writing, you didn't pursue a career in creative writing because you couldn't see a path for making a living. So I guess I'm wondering what finally gave you the push you needed to become an author and why specifically romance? Yeah, so it's been an interesting path. I was in corporate for about 25 plus years, uh, 19 in my last job at GE. Um, and it was a great career. I wasn't happy. It just wasn't my thing. I was very, very good at my job, obviously, to be there for, for that long. Um, but it just never, like it just, I just, it wasn't me. And it got to the point where <clears throat> I was working 10, 12, 14 hours a day. I was very stressed out. I started having panic attacks in 2012. And I was like, no. <laughs> really going in a very good direction for me and I thought I'm gonna die before I even get a chance to collect on my pension and my 401k for goodness sake so I really started to think about things and uh, I went I, I, I first started an event decorating business because I'm very good at decorating and I love decorating and I did some you know I kind of combined it with organizing and uh, interior decorating I had no idea what I was doing in the online space. I just, I had no clue. Um, so I ended up buying all this inventory and like it really did. It just, I think I had two jobs and then it fizzled. And I was like, oh dear, what, what have I done? But I still had this like this yearning, this desire to, you know, eventually get away from corporate and do something on my own, do something that fulfilled me. So I was like, okay, well that didn't go well. What else, what else can I do? And by being in the online space, I kind of stumbled my way into some gals who were doing business coaching. And I thought, well, I like that. I could be like an empowerment coach because, you know, I think so much of like, like this is when I started learning all about like, yeah, I don't think I grew up very empowered. And I started to be very much like, you know, a little bit of the conversation we had earlier where I think our youth really needs to be 
am empowered and needs to understand what it means to feel worthy and all those things. So I, I went down into that path and I did the business coaching for like four to five years. It was okay. It was a good path for me. Uh, I learned so much. Not only I learned about myself, mm -hmm. um, other people. I learned about being in business online. I learned about social media. And what I also learned about myself is I loved the working with people part of what I was doing, but there was a lot about the rest of it I didn't really like. So what ended up happening, like I had a few clients and then it, it just fizzled. And I really, I, I hit a very low spot in my life where I was like, you, what am, like, what am I doing here? I'm 48 years old and I'm trying to find myself. I'm trying to figure out who am I? And I just thought, this is insane. Back in 2009, for whatever reason, I wrote a romance novel. I never did anything with it. It's a dreadful, <laughs> dreadful piece of work. But it was, it was a beautiful way for me to learn and dip my toes in and go back at some point and go, oh, yeah, this is not good. And how could I have made it better? And so, and this is the strangest of things. One day as I was, you know, kind of trying to do some life evaluating, I ended up watching a movie. Not a movie I would ever watch. Young, younger kids in it, like the 20 something year old. And for whatever reason, I, I just got sucked into it. And I, I think I watched almost the whole movie. And I sat there and I thought, well, well, this was very strange. It's not my kind of movie. I, don't, I couldn't even say that I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> Um, but it wasn't horrible, but I just thought, oh, isn't that interesting? Two days later, I can only call it a vision. That's the only way, Jenna, I know how to explain this. Some kind of vision came to me and a story just started kind of unfolding in my head. And I thought, well, what, what, what do I do with this? And I started writing and I started writing. And all of a sudden I had these characters and the story was coming to me and poof, I wrote a romance novel. And, it's, I, and I'm, I'm a very, very slow reader. I, it doesn't matter whether it's textbooks from school or, you know, pleasure books, right? Like you know, romance novels, the mm -hmm. pleasure reading. It really doesn't matter. I'm just very, very slow. I read like every word. So I, I'd never even been an avid reader, even though I enjoy reading romance books. And I read some when I was younger. So the whole choosing of romance, I almost feel like through this vision and this experience, romance kind of chose me. Now, full confession, I love the Hallmark Channel. It's pretty much the only channel that I watch outside of like Kids Baking Championship, um, you know, the baking shows that are out there because I just can't, like, I cannot do the reality TVs or the, the explicit sexual stuff that's out there or the explicitly the, uh, violent thing. I just can't do it. So I'm like, you know what? Lighthearted, love story, Hallmark, you know, Christmas time. Oh my goodness. I'm in my glory with my hot cocoa, my slippers and my blankets. Um, so I'm just like, I think because I'm such a romantic at heart and I like romance stories, and this vision came to me, whoosh, it all kind of finally came together. Mm -hmm. and, and I honestly can say that for the first time in my life, and as I was writing that book, I had never felt so aligned with doing something. 
to the point where not only was I hopefully good at it, <laughs> hopefully good at it, but actually thoroughly enjoying what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Right. So the alignment of both of it, because I, again, I was really, really good at my corporate job. There was a major disconnect because I didn't like what I was doing at all. And it just like my mentally, physically, emotionally, everything, I was just spent and I was, it just wasn't for me. So this was the first time in my entire life that I followed my heart instead of my rational head that said, no, 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 you go to school, you get your education, you go, you, you, you know, you get a six figure job at a fortune 100 company, you're going to be set for life. Okay. So I did that. Yeah. (laughs) Not set me up for life. It set me up for a life of grand disappointment. And, but I thought, you know, I, I fell into the trap of this is what you should do. This is the right thing to do. Right. And that's what I, that's what I knew to be true. And I just thought, okay, I just need to follow this path because this is going to be what it is until I finally stepped into something that fed my heart and felt so good. And I go, Whoa, this is what they mean when they say alignment, like I get it now, but I couldn't seem to grasp it until I felt it. Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like there's a lot like that. It's like, until you experience it, you may not really understand it. Right. It's like for me being a parent, well, yeah, my friends had kids and I adored them, whatever. But until you have your own child, whether it's, you know, through adoption or, or whatever, you know, a child that you are responsible for, it, it changes your perspective on it. So I think it's a difference between desire and a true understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because I knew I desired alignment. I knew I wanted to, I, I wanted to feel, I, I've seen other people. They're like, yes. oh, talk about alignment. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want that. I want that. Well, how do I do that? How do I get that? Give me that. Right. I could give me that. I wanted it so badly that I, I I think I thought I was aligned until I felt it and I thought, oh, uh, I get it now. Now it makes more sense because you really have to feel it. You really have to and and not just feel embody it. Right. Embody it. And that's what I think the big difference was. So, you know, I am just like, I love what I do. I'm, you know, I'm just starting out, but I can like, I can see a future. I can see a hopefulness in the direction that I'm going that for the first, you know, now I'm 50. Cause that was all happening between 49, you know, 48, 49, 50. Right. Now I'm at 50 years old going, well, first of all, one that blazes what I was thinking, right? Yeah, hello, midlife walking away from six figure company, uh, a six figure job. Like everybody thought I was out of my mind. I thought it was out of my mind, but I'm like, you know what? For the first time in my 50 years on this earth, I have a hopefulness and a feeling that it's, that lights up my body. Mm-hmm. And that is my fuel. You know what I mean? And it is so, so very different. So I'm going with it. God's got it. You know, I'm doing my part. He's doing his part. We're just going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's great. And I think, you know, it sounds like despite the, the experiences in your past, it sounds like that you, you know, a lot of people I think could look back on that and be like, yeah, I wasted all this time. And it sounds like you really use those as opportunities to grow. I mean, it sounds like, especially with having your undergrad, which I know was a mouthful, but included psychology. Um, and, uh, you know, having that obviously for me, I kind of wish I had done an undergrad more in that. I think maybe that was why I was drawn to history was just because I like studying people's motivations and why they make the decisions they do. And I'm guessing that that's probably part 
of the reason that you were drawn to being a coach, but then also to writing romance? I mean, for me, that's, that's part of the fun, right? Is delving into like, what are they doing and why are they doing why? it? Yeah. Yes. Well, what drove them? Yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's awesome, you know, that, that you've been able to use all of that experience and that you were able to finally find your, your alignment, even if I'm sure it's frustrating sometimes to be like, it took me so long to get here, but that was the journey to do it's, so. It's all part of the journey, right? I yeah. wouldn't be here if I didn't go through that. Yes. Yes. Um, well, you just answered like my next two questions. <laughs> just kidding. Um, well, I think that's awesome. Um, and I, I wonder like as, as far as your, your work with coaching and empowerment, you know, like, do you have any resources that you would recommend or do you feel like it's important to you to convey that message of empowerment in your romance novels or can you speak to either of those? So this is, this is what's very interesting because I've had, um, I've, I've made some beautiful friends um, in this online space. So strangers from other countries that have, have, have we befriended or I'm closer with some of them than I am some of like my real life friends. And it's, it's so interesting. And someone who read my book and she said she said to me she she had she has four favorite books now she's a little bit younger than me she's four favorite books in my entire life mine was number one and i i'm like you know i'm, I'm a newbie on tell girl like i was like what <laughs> totally humbled totally blown away feeling very very honored like just and so we had, had a little chat about it because i was like really i said what about like i don't you know i don't not even I'm still questioning whether or not I'm, I'm a good writer because I'm new. I don't have enough data that tells me, you know, like I have some people who are very kind to me writing very lovely things, but is it just because they like me and really my writing is poo-poo? I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> they want to be nice to me and support me. So like, you know, you, you still kind of find your way. And so we end up having a little chat about it. And you know, one of the things that I, I hear quite often about my book is how realistic the characters are, how believable the story is versus, you know, look we're writing fiction we're writing fantasy but it's not so far into the world of fantasy that you couldn't almost step into the shoes of the characters and feel you know what's what's happening and feel like you're in in their story and so 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 the realism and then what what i found so interesting she said to me was the lessons that i portrayed in here uh, because you know we, we had the discussion about you know the alphas and the dark romance and some of that like very angsty stuff mm -hmm. nothing wrong with it at all but we ended up having the discussion about what are younger girls today if they're picking up some of these books what are the messages that they're getting that yes it's you know it's good for you and you should want to be tied to a bed and have this, the crap smacked out of you you know what i mean like this is what is supposed to be sexual and enticing but it, is that the message we want to convey to our young girls or even our young boys right so i was kind of, I, like i'm so happy that she picked up on it because she said you know she talked about the growth and the lessons each character went through their own journey and then they went through a journey together and she said that she very much had an appreciation for the way that I handled, like learning to be in a healthy relationship, understanding what, um, you know, what it is to, to feel, uh, to feel sexy, to feel desired in a way that is, you know, not smacking and, and, and tying people up again, nothing wrong with it. That's, that's a genre that some people love that stuff and, and that's great, but for her to tell me that, you know, that's what one of the things she got out of my book, 
I was just, because it was something I was trying to portray was yes, a healthy relationship. Yes, intimacy. Yes, building the relationship before you get to the intimacy. Certainly building some of the attraction Engine. as you mm -hmm. go, right? Because mm -hmm. to me, that's part of real life. You meet someone, oh, they're interesting. Oh, they're kind of attractive. Typically, for, for many people, you're not going, let's have sex, right? You're saying, let's go on another date. Let's get to know each other more. Let's find out about each other. And so what I try very hard to do in my books and, and, and even the one I'm writing now is let's build that relationship. Let's have an understanding, right? Both of them had painful backgrounds in some way, shape or form. They ended up helping one another with that. Then they went into the, the intimacy part of things. Yes. Once they had built to this point and the little pieces of attraction of like, oh, his muscles are really nice. Oh, oh, you know what I mean? Like, so I did my best to build up this, the steaminess. I'm not total hot steam, like, you know, but I have some steaminess in it. And I really wanted to focus on the building of the relationship and having a healthy relationship before you got to the jump in bed part. Yeah. So, um, yeah. That's for me, that's an important message because I, I, you know, we were talking about empowerment and, and things that kids are studying in school these days and people feeling worthy and, you know, all of that stuff. And I just, I want to convey healthy messages like that in a romance novel because I feel like in, again, I ha I'm a slow reader, so I haven't, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm an avid reader. But in some of the things that I've read, I sometimes do go, oh, 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 no, <laughs> no, um, just because I feel like it's not necessarily a healthy message. I understand that. I think, I think I, uh, I have a, I have maybe a different approach or a mixed feelings on that just because I think one of the things that I love about romance is that everybody can find kind of a, a place for them. You know what I mean? Like, because there is such a wide variety, whether it's, sweet and they don't kiss or you know as as raunchy as it gets and I think that's one of the great things is that I feel like it, in a way it prevent it it promotes a message of inclusivity like no matter what you like there's something for you um okay. and I think it empowers women even if if it's not something that I'm personally um attracted to I think it empowers women to embrace what their desires are and to maybe be more um vocal about not in the bedroom necessarily but i mean just generally like to to find their voice right whether it's you're finding your voice as a writer because you're writing romance or you're finding your voice because somebody a character speaks to you speaks you know uh you feel seen right and so i think those are those are kind of my favorite things about about romance and why i find it empowering but it's yeah, but I, I think there's a there that's that's a great message because there is, no, I mean, not only inclusivity, but exposure, right? Yeah. For me and my writing in particular, this is how I want to write. And yes. my, my desire is to bring a little bit of a healthy message. But absolutely, I think it should, I'm glad we have a wide, wide you know, so many subgenres and yes. subgenres within subgenres, because I think it's very important to normalize the fact that we all have different desires and different things that entice us and that there's not necessarily anything wrong yes 
with it. Yeah. Look, you like kink? Go have your kink. Right. There's nothing wrong with it, right? right. <clears throat> it's not what I'm good at writing. I don't know how right. to write because I'm just not into that. So I have, right, I have my audience. Yeah. No audience for that. And they should feel like it's totally acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I absolutely agree with that because it's, you know, it's almost like when you're, when you have kids, you know, you want them to be exposed. Ballet, right? Sports, writing, you, you want a, a musician. Like we want people to be exposed to go find yourself. Yeah. And, and I think same thing with this, like what, what's your thing? What do you like? Let's make it not a big deal and not taboo in, in any way, shape or form. And that's what you happen to like. Yes. Have yeah. That? I mean, I, I definitely think um, the message of the story is important to me as well as to you. And, and for me, you know, a lot of it is like, maybe the woman doesn't feel worthy or maybe she's struggling with, you know, her image or she's just never been confident or whatever. And so I think it's a, for me, that is definitely a very important reason why I write romances because I, I want to show this growth of a character who, who is kind of stepping into her, her power. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I think that's so cool. Um, and I noticed that you're also, you know, passionate about empowering youth through several foundations that you, um, you work with. And so, um, you know, the born this way foundation and girls on the run international. And I think that's, that's really cool. Um, so anyways, I just feel very, uh, inspired after our chat. And I, 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 I thank you so much for spending some time with me this afternoon. You're very welcome. This was such fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> um, before you go, I have to ask what three things you're grateful for today. Um, for those who have read my book, Unexpected, it's a nanny single parent romance with a twist because he, the guy is the younger nanny that the mom falls for. Um, and so every night he asks the little girl that he's watching what three things she's grateful for. I, it, it, I do gratitude every day. When I say my prayers, I do gratitude every day. Um, I am grateful for this life that I have been given. I have a blessed and privileged life and I am grateful every day that you know, God has blessed me in, in such wonderful ways. And I'm going to throw in my bunny because my bunny nutmeg has been going through a tough time with his eye. And I actually, the doctor called me right before you and I got on and, um, I am grateful for my little bunny rabbit because he, I, I, I'm trying to help him get better. He is with me every day. He has seen me through tears he has been in my lap when I'm laughing at stuff, and he is just the best little bunny rabbit, my little nutmeg. Um, and I'm really just, I am very grateful to have, to have been able to have the opportunity to leave my corporate job that was causing me like so much struggle, health issues, emotional, mental draining, physical draining, and be able to sit here and write a book that touches people, that people are enjoying. I am grateful for that weird journey, right? Really strange how it all ended up coming, but I'm so grateful for it. And as much as there have been huge, huge struggles, right? Walking away from that kind of income mm -hmm. um, and, and, the, and the stress that comes with that, um, but to be able to do this, massively grateful, massively grateful. That's amazing, yeah. Uh, well, I'm sure that was a big, big leap of faith in many ways. So um, I can't imagine the, the bravery it took to do something like that. So um, 
Anyways, well, thank you again, Debbie. Uh, you can find links to the, her books in her Instagram bio and be sure to visit her website for those amazing resources we discussed, um, as well as to sign up for her newsletter to stay up on to date uh, for her new releases. Until next week, this is Jenna Hartley. Cheers to love, laughter, and happily ever after. Stay true to yourself and keep sharing your gifts with the world because we need more women's voices like yours. Thank you for listening and I can't wait to see you again. Like what you hear? Hit that subscribe button. Uh, share it with a friend. The more empowered women we have, the stronger the world is, the better we'll be. Thanks. Thanks.